This is an ABC podcast. Hello, friends. How's it going? My name's Ruby. Hi, Ruby. Hi, Ruby. Hello. Welcome to News Time. It's NAIDOC week here in Australia, a big celebration of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander history, culture, and achievement. So, to help celebrate, I thought we'd invite our friend Miriam Korowa onto News Time for a special NAIDOC News Countdown. Hi, Miriam. Hey, Ruby. Hi, everyone. Hi, Miriam. Hello. Nice to meet you. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm usually busy with TV news, so I'm thrilled to be on News Time and how great that I get to travel around some of this beautiful country, including the place I called home, Bunjalung Country. Wow, that's really cool. The theme of this year's NAIDOC week is always was, always will be. That means that this land that we now call Australia always was and always will be Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander land. It recognises that First Nations people have lived and cared for this country for over 65,000 years. So Ruby and I reckon it'd be fun for today's countdown to be all about Indigenous news stories. What do you reckon? Are you ready to get started? Yeah, let's do it. Deadly. Well, where are we headed first? Story number five. Last school holidays, a big camper van came to visit the Ngurrubul and Bunjalung countries of northern New South Wales. But this was no ordinary camper. What do you think was inside? I, I have an idea. Costumes? Maybe some special artefacts? Maybe a party? A plant? A tree? Great guesses. It was actually a professional music studio. That's really cool. I'd love to go in a music studio. The camper was visiting small communities as part of a music education project called Revibe, where all the locals are invited to come down and make music with professional musicians. Everyone is welcome and six-year-old kids to 60-year-old grown-ups made some amazing songs. I'm Ricky, my rap's so heavy. That is cool. That's really cool. It makes people um, be happy and connect with each other. Music is amazing like that. Revive is a project by music producer and Gumbangia man Nate Weatherall. He says that Revive is all about bringing the vibe and good feelings back to communities that have been having a hard time. Many people in the area have been affected by the bushfires from last summer. But just like there is regrowth in the bush after a fire, Revive brings the energy and good vibes back to towns through community and music education. Because then if the bush, one of the bushfires people does hear it, they want to sing along with them maybe to make them happy. Because um, music is something for everyone to enjoy. Connecting with each other, singing, being in the world together, and being in a group together, walking together, playing together. Even though it's distant, it's all on me. 
Revive made songs with the people of Drake, Jubulum Village and Rapville. And in the coming months, they'll be visiting Tinga and Waitalaba. They're making so many wonderful songs. They're hoping they can put them in an album so everyone can listen and feel the vibe. Yep, making people happier. It can change the world. Time to leave Bunjalung country now and head over to... Story number four. In the middle of Australia, in a place called the Red Centre, there is a very special place. It's a giant red sandstone rock. Like really big, and it's in the middle of Australia. The rock's been there for millions of years. It's the heart of Australia. Yes, people from all around the world and all over the country come to visit Uluru every year. But to the Anangu people, Uluru is much more than a sight to see. The people who weren't Aboriginal used to climb on it, even though the Aboriginal people didn't want them to. Why didn't they want them to climb on it? It's really important in their culture and you're not allowed to climb on top of it. It's sacred. It's the home of their ancestor spirits. Wow, it's really great that the spirits are there. And last month, they celebrated the anniversary of the climb closing. That means it's been one whole year of Uluru being left alone. Good, because they're not doing anything bad to their homes anymore. I think we're happy now um, because they're not scrambling over the rock up and down and left and right. And maybe it's more peaceful now than Uluru. I think so too. Since the climb has closed, park rangers have had a lot of extra time on their hands. They might have been making it clean. Looking after the trees and looking after the animals. I think they might be doing some arts and crafts. Yes, the rangers have been able to look after the plants and wildlife in the area and keep water tanks clean and full. And yes, they've even put artwork around for people to enjoy. OK, where are we headed next? Story number three. Have you heard of something called STEM before? No. Yes. I don't know. Is it science? Is it in science or is it a plant stem? Stem is the word for a plant, like the stem of a flower, but stem is also a word that stands for S-T-E-M. Science, technology, engineering and maths. Science is really cool. Uh, Engineering is you build something. Machines, like satellites. You can do experiments, do maths at school. That's how you learn sometimes. Yes, STEM is all about learning and I know of a Gamilaroi man named Corey Tut, who's a STEM champion. Maybe he's really, really good at it. Maybe he's the winner. The winner of science. (laughs) Corey loves science and he wants to make sure all kids have the chance to be scientific no matter where they live. He wants to inspire future Indigenous scientists. So he started Deadly Science, an organisation that gives books, telescopes, 
chemistry sets and lots of other sciencey stuff to over 100 schools in remote communities. That's a lot of books to do. That's great. That's so awesome. Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples are some of the world's first ever scientists because we've been learning through science for over 65,000 years. Corey says science is deeply connected to Indigenous culture. I think he means that science is important to Aboriginal people. That is very, 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 very cool. Two deadly all-right sensational scientists. What are we up to now? Story number two. Wednesday this week was the 11th of November. It was Remembrance Day. When we remember people, I think it's about remember all the people who died in the world, world wars to keep us safe and help us. Yes, Remembrance Day is a time for us to think about all of the servicemen and servicewomen who've helped to look after Australia. Servicemen and women are people in the armed forces, like the Army, Navy and Air Force. And because this Remembrance Day falls during NAIDOC week, it is the perfect time to honour our Indigenous servicemen and women. Because they might be really, 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 really special too. They might be someone who you love, so you remember them and never forget them. Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Australians have a long history of serving in the armed forces. Like Gamilaroi man Jack Stacey, he fought for Australia in World War One. Even though there were lots of unfair rules that made life really hard for Indigenous people, Jack still wanted to join the army so that he could protect his land and his people. Or the Stafford brothers, proud Durug and Gamilaroi men, Charles, Clyde, John and Alfred, who fought in World War I and World War II. My great-great-great-granddad was in World War World One. I remember my friends saying who have been in the war in their family. Remembrance Day is a time for us to pay respect, take some time and remember the past. One way you can do that is to have a moment of silence. You stay silent um, and you feel upset for a bit. That is a good way of doing it. You can just think in the head what they look like and it's thank you for helping us. I think it's really good and maybe people should do um, silence more often. And you know what? Looks like we're up to our very last story. Story number one. Archaeologists are the scientists who study people who lived a long time ago by looking closely at the things they left behind. Ancient statues. Walls, maybe some cousins in rocks. You got it. And now a team of archaeologists are studying over 600 rock paintings in Arnhem Land on the lands of the Amadak, Iwadja and Hmong peoples. These paintings are called the Maliwawa figures and they are different to any of the paintings archaeologists have seen before. Whoa, that's so awesome. Great! Okay, 
That is cool. All the paintings were made using red ochre, and some of them are really big. I can see this person with like a child. Kangaroos. I think there's few trees around. A family. Every rock tells a story. There are hundreds of indigenous nations across Australia, each with their own language and traditions, as well as different ways of painting and drawing. By looking at these paintings, we can figure out what was important to the first peoples who made them many thousands of years ago. Aboriginal people would tell their story because then people in the future can see their lives. Wow! Pretty amazing, huh? And you know what? We've reached the end of our NADOC News Countdown. Thanks so much for having me on the show, everyone. It was so much fun. Bye, Miriam. Bye, Miriam. Bye, Miriam. Thank you. Take it easy.